Okay. Uh, just before we uh, go into the message this morning, in, in case you weren't here at uh, 10.30 when we started. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> little, little pastoral joke there. Um, I mentioned at the beginning, <laughs> um, often we have, uh, we've got a lot of artists in the church, and so a lot of times we like to bring the artists forward and let them create while we're worshiping. You know, the God of creation invests us with creativity and when we do that, we cooperate with him and heaven goes forward. So Ray this morning is uh, doing a, a piece on prayer, kind of our focus of prayer this morning. You can ask her about that. I think I'll give you a chance to talk about that a little later if that's okay. So just so you know, that's what's going on. We're together. It's okay that she keeps going. <laughs> just keep listening to me. All right. Uh, we're beginning uh, a journey uh, Adam started last week, a concerted journey, individual journey, and collective journey uh, in this building campaign that's coming up in January. Um, we're calling it Inhabit the Space. It's a faith journey. Honestly, it's a faith journey because it's in response to God telling us as we're trying to figure out where we're we supposed to live as a church, God said, inhabit this space. And let me just be honest right off the bat. I said to God, wait, what? Exact words, wait, what? This space? You have to have a prophetic gift to find this building. <laughs> Let alone to get to the bathroom and back without getting lost. I'm looking at a few of you. <laughs> um, we've been in this building for 16 years. Um, about 2019, we started to think as elders and staff, like maybe it's time for us to find a place to own. Maybe we're supposed to really plant roots and do that. So we, we engaged a consultant to think through sort of the strategic and the financial part of that. That consultant came in 2009, uh, 2020, February. We had our first meeting, February 2020. It was amazing. And then God allowed the entire world to go on pause. And so we went on pause and just waited and tried to figure out, God, what do you want us to do? Um, we resumed the process in 2022. We did a church-wide survey. Many of you would have uh, interacted with that. Then we did a week of discernment about a year ago, asking God, what do you want us to do? You know, do we stay? Do we go? Do we buy? Do we build? Uh, what, what would you like us to do? And the strongest message we got from the Lord, as best we can discern, is God said, inhabit the space. I wish God was more clear sometimes. I bet Abraham felt the same way when God said, go to the place I will show you. Abraham's like, where? The place I will show you. Conversation with Abraham and his wife. Where was the place? The place he will show us. But if we're anything as the people of God in the vineyard, we're people that want to hear and we want to obey. So when God says inhabit the space, we're going to inhabit the space. So we're walking through that together as a family here to try to figure out what that, what that looks like. Um, so uh, Adam uh, started last week and he said, here's our big ask uh, in the next couple of months, not today, but January we'll start to look at finances. But will you prayerfully consider over these next couple of months what you might be able to give over and above your normal giving uh, over the next couple of years for us to inhabit the space. Whether that means uh, invest in something we don't own, that's a hard one. 
or to purchase this building, we're still trying to discern that. But we're asking you, not today to give, uh, but just to prayerfully consider, God, what would you have me give over these next uh, um, couple of years uh, over and above my normal giving? That's our ask. So we're pressing into that a little bit here in the fall. We'll do that in earnest in January, just asking you to pray. The most important thing you can do is to go honestly before God and say, God, what do you want me to do? And then, I don't know if this is the easy part or the hard part, then do it. Just uh, ask God what he wants you to do and do it. So in this kind of time of discernment um, and action, we're taking four weeks and we're looking at um, four aspects of the church. What does it mean to be the church? And so Adam started last week, he talked about a people of God's presence. Actually, Adam did an amazing job last week. If you weren't here, listen to that message. Um, I was really struck by it. A people of God's presence. Today, I'll talk about being a people of prayer. Next week, we'll go into what does it mean for us to be a people that proclaim the kingdom of God and because we need four Ps and that's the way it works. Our last one will be, we are a people of God in a place. So presence, prayer, proclamation, place, perfect. Uh, Presence. We want to practice this together? No. (laughs) Presence, uh, prayer, proclamation, and place. Okay. Let's stand. I want to pray for us. We're going to talk about prayer. The least we could do is pray. God, you are present in our midst, and we're so thankful. We're in awe. And thank you, God, that you've given yourself to us in Jesus, that you've deposited your Holy Spirit in us, that we are in your family, and we are favored by you. Give us grace, God, to hear what you're saying, to understand, and to walk it out. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. So this morning we want to talk about prayer. The early church, 2,000 years ago or so, the early church was born in prayer and the early church lived in prayer. You know, um, you probably know the story. Jesus came, lived, died, rose from the dead. Jesus ascends into heaven, but right before he goes back to heaven, he says to his followers, to the disciples, he says, wait. Don't do anything, just wait. Just wait for the power of the Holy Spirit to come on you, the power from on high. So Acts chapter two, they're waiting. They're just in the upper room. They're in a prayer meeting. They're just waiting in this uh, atmosphere of expectancy, of, of faith, of trust, just waiting. They don't know what's going to happen. I think that's an important point. Jesus told them a lot. They got very little of it. <laughs> they, com- they continually uh, misunderstood what Jesus was saying. He said, wait, I don't know if they know what they're waiting for. And in, their, in the midst of their prayer meeting, all of a sudden, the love and the power of God come down on them, sort of blow them up, and it's the birth of the church. The power of God, the love of God comes flowing into these people, and boom, the church is born. Nothing against football. I like football but they weren't watching a football game when God came. (laughs) They were waiting in prayer. They were living in an atmosphere of expectancy. They were waiting. God, what are you going to do? Now, God can come in a football game. I have no doubt about it. 
But their attitude was, God, what are you doing here? How do I cultivate you being present to me and me to you? And then God came, and his power and his love came. Describing the early church, Luke says this. This is Acts 2.42. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, the scriptures, what the, what the, what the, um, the messengers of God were saying from the Holy Spirit, and to fellowship, the gathering together, one another, to be with one another in friendship, to the breaking of bread, that's probably communal meals as well as communion, and to prayer. One of the most important aspects of the early church, their daily devotion, their commitment, was a commitment to prayer. The church is a people of prayer. And I would say not just for them, but for us, prayer frames our days. Prayer frames our days. So I've been looking at this message for a while, um, working on it um, this last week, just a part of my daily reading. I've got an app that I use, and I go through different parts of the Scripture each morning and pray. Uh, I think it was Wednesday, Psalm 55. And I'm reading through Psalm 55. Psalm 55, 16 and 17 says this, But I call to God, and the Lord will save me, evening and morning and at noon, I utter my complaint and moan, and he hears my voice. So, uh, little aside here, this is where the early church understood, actually the people of Israel understood, oh, we'll pray three times a day, morning, noon, and night. It comes from this, this verse. Do you notice that it says evening, morning, and noon? It's because uh, the Jewish people begin their day the day before. So our days begin at night. So when we go to bed, our day begins with rest. That's another message. We can go into that. But think about that. Our days are framed with prayer. We start by sleeping and resting while God's at work. And then when we wake up, we enter into what he's doing. And we'll talk to him in the morning and we'll talk to him at noon and again in the evening. So I read this verse. I utter my complaint evening, morning, and noon. And he hears my, I utter my complaint and moan, and he hears my voice. So I told my wife, Jane, that means I can complain and moan <laughs> at least three times a day. It's in the Bible. I looked up the Hebrew words. You know what it says? Complain and moan. Well, thank you. It's not a joke. You know, you, complaining is prayer. It's not beautiful. But it's prayer. Moaning is prayer. We've got some people in our church that have the gift of tears. And I often say, people will come up, you know, will it be in a ministry time or in my office, they'll say, I'm so sorry, I'm crying. And I just say, don't, don't say you're sorry. Our church runs on tears. Tears equal prayer. Tears are the most honest part of us coming to the most real part of God and saying, I'm desperate. That's prayer. So I want to complain three times a day, and of course my wife, well, we had a little discussion. I had to fess up. Psalm 119, 164 says, seven times a day I praise you for your righteous laws. So our plan is we'll moan and complain three times a day. We'll worship seven times a day. I guess we have to retire because that's what I'm... We're a people of prayer. That's the, the, the people of God are a people of prayer. And we can't allow prayer to frame our days. 
prayer is less an action and more an atmosphere in which we act. I don't think that's just a cutesy phrase, though I did come up with it. Prayer is less an action. It's less something that we do or sort of make sure that gets, you know, done and more an atmosphere in which we act. And we talk about prayer in this church as an atmosphere, not just as an activity, but an atmosphere. We walk around in prayer. We don't so much pray in the midst of our work and our play and our rest as we work and play and rest in the midst of our prayer. If you reframe your life, if you think about your life and the elements of your life, it's not that as we work and we play and we rest, occasionally we pray. No, we live in the presence of God. We're people of prayer. And in the midst of our prayer, we work. And in the, in the midst of our prayer, we, we play and we rest. We're a people of prayer. You know, the early church, even looking to the end of the time, the, the time when Jesus would come back and consummate the kingdom, the second coming, um, they were crying out in prayer for Jesus to do what Jesus promised he would do. So it's nearly the final words of the Bible, Revelation 22. The spirit and the bride say, here's the prayer, come. And let the one who hears say, come. And let the one who is thirsty, come. And let the one who wishes take the free gift of the water of life. He who testifies to these things says, yes, this is Jesus. Yes, I am coming soon. Don't you wish you knew the definition of soon? Yes, I am coming soon. And then the last prayer of the church in the scriptures, amen, that means let it be so, come Lord Jesus. We're a people of prayer. We're born in prayer, we live in prayer, and we're praying for the time when Jesus will come and consummate all prayer. I don't know what prayer looks like in heaven, but I know that there's no doubt <laughs> in heaven. The early church born living and uh, believing in prayer. So it's not just that we, like the big church, are a people of prayer. We, the Indy Vineyard Church, we are a people of prayer. This church was actually born in prayer. Don't know how many of you know the story, but 1986, Bill and uh, Betsy Jackson moved to Indianapolis, believing that God was calling them to plant a church, a vineyard church. And Bill Jackson was working in a, um, in a factory somewhere in the city, just working a job, trying to figure out, God, what, do you, <laughs> what are we doing here? Uh, where's the church? I don't know. And uh, he walked in one morning, to the factory, and God spoke to him just in his, however God speaks, you know, in your, in your own words. He said uh, two words that Bill Jackson had never heard, didn't understand, carpal tunnel. And I talked to Bill about this before he died, because you're not allowed to talk to him after they're dead. I don't know why I said that. So he hears these two words, carpal tunnel, and he doesn't know what they mean. But when this guy walks in, God says, that's the guy. So he goes up to this guy, Bill Jackson goes up to this guy in the factory floor and says, do the words carpal tunnel mean anything to you? Like, wacko. The guy says, oh yeah, my wrists are in constant pain. I have carpal tunnel syndrome. This is 1986. He says, the doctor says I need surgery. 
So Bill then gives the easiest introduction to the gospel of the kingdom ever known to man in six words. Can I pray for you now? That's what he says. Can I pray for you now? I don't know what the guy, I wish we had video. The guy's probably like, I don't know, whatever. Bill Jackson prays for him. He's immediately healed. Power of God in him. Bill says, by the way, the guy who just healed you, his name is Jesus. Would you like to know him? Yes. He becomes a Christian. The first small group of this vineyard meets in that guy's house, and the church is born. This church is born in prayer. This church is born in just faith, prayer, God, you gave a word. I don't understand what it means, but I'll go with it anyway. This church was born in prayer, with power, and through love. When we came to this building 16 years ago, the the very last thing, 16 years ago, I don't know, I think we're talking over here. Uh, The last thing we did in our old building, which was more confusing and dirtier than this building, It was a warehouse on 69. The very last thing we did there was a prayer room. It was actually the first prayer room we ever did. I had uh, gone off in the summer, and I'd read a book called Red Moon Rising by Pete Grieg, all about um, prayer rooms and houses of prayer as evangelistic places and uh, places of intercession and God's presence. So I read this book, and I got all hyped up, and I came back um, to the old building we were just about to leave, and I said, we got to do this prayer room. So we built a prayer room in that dirty old sanctuary, and um, we called that series, it was, must have been September, 16 years ago, we called it a prayer experiment. We went through the Lord's Prayer on Sundays, and then we just asked the question, what would it look like for us to learn how to pray by praying? Not by studying, not by reading books, though those are fine. What if we learned how to pray by praying? And so we built a space in the old church, and 24-7, we opened the door, found a way to get in, and we prayed for 40 days. Happens to be the place, John will probably be mad at me for this, and he could take me out too. Happens to be the place that John, who gave the word before, one of our deacons, heard the audible voice of God, which is pretty cool. And the Lord said to him, well, he, after he took off, off his shoes in that prayer room and said, I see you. That was, the, that was the comfort of God for John at that point, but for us as a church. Here we are, trying to learn how to pray by praying, and God says, guess what? I see you. We're seen by God. We're known by God. We are a people of prayer. Prayer is any and every way that we consciously live and move and have our being in God. Prayer is every way that we commune with God. There are words, there are actions, there are postures in prayer. We could talk about that for a long time. But I also want you to know that prayer is an atmosphere. We can frame our days in prayer. We are a people of prayer. You pray more than you think. And God has more ways to pray than you can imagine. Obviously, prayer does also have some words and there are some actions. So last couple of minutes this morning, I want to take us to a prayer that Jesus gave us. I will not be doing an exegetical sermon on the Lord's Prayer. I just want to take one phrase out of the prayer that the Lord of the church gave to the church. 
this one line in the Lord's Prayer. Jesus says, pray like this, your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. If you know the Lord's Prayer, there's worship in there, there's request for daily provision, there's confession, forgiveness, there's trust that God will protect us. It's all important, it's all from Jesus, it's all good. Pray the Lord's Prayer. It's a good one. But I think in some ways this one phrase summarizes the rest of the Lord's Prayer. Jesus says, pray like this, Father, your kingdom come. The kingdom of God is the rule and the reign of Jesus. So when Jesus came to earth as a baby and grew up and began to proclaim the kingdom of God, the the kingdom came, the rule and the reign of Jesus entered the earth. So the kingdom of God is here. Guess what? The kingdom of God is also coming because when Jesus comes back the second time, that kingdom that was inaugurated in the first coming will be consummated in the second. So the kingdom of God is here and it's also coming. And we live, we say it all the time, in between the times. We live in the now and the not yet. Which is why sometimes we pray. I prayed for a woman right here 12 years ago with carpal tunnel of all things. I'll tell the story another time. It's very embarrassing for me personally because I had little faith and other things were going on. She was miraculously healed. She hadn't slept through the night in four years because of pain. She has never had it again. Unbelievable. Because the kingdom of God is here. And sometimes we pray for people and we don't see anything happen, and we wonder why. Because the kingdom of God is not here fully, but it's coming. And so we, as, the, as a people of prayer, we lean into prayer. We lean into, and so that's why I think that the prayer that we can latch on to right now at the vineyard right here, at least for this week, is, Father, your kingdom come. Let the rule and the reign of Jesus come in this body in this soul, in this heart, in this mind, in this relationship, in this family, in this workplace, at the CVS, in Kroger's, at the gym, in the woods, let the kingdom of God come. Let the rule and the reign of Jesus come in my life. Because when the rule and the reign of Jesus comes, all those other things kind of get taken care of, right? Worship will be pervasive. Protection will be guaranteed. Provision will be abundant. Confession, repentance, unity in the body will be amazing when the kingdom comes. So I want to urge you to that prayer for this week. God, let your kingdom come. Bring your kingdom in my life. Bring your kingdom in my world. I mentioned um, that our first prayer room was called a prayer experiment. And this was the challenge. I know God gave it to me, and so I gave it to the church. What would it look like for us to learn how to pray by praying? And so it seems silly for me to talk for 20 minutes about prayer and then say, go do it. So I think we'll do it now. Um, Did someone say, yeah? Yeah. So um, I'm just going to ask you to sort of Find a comfortable posture. Maybe you're in it. You can stand. You can kneel. You can walk around. I want to take about the, the, the next five, six, seven minutes, and I just want to lead us in prayer. I just want you to 
open your heart to God, and um, I'll give you some prompts, and we'll have some music for you to just kind of be in the presence of God, and we'll ask him some questions. Um, obviously, we're, you know, we're headed into this building campaign, and I've asked you to prayerfully consider what you'll give and all that stuff. This is, that's not now. <laughs> That'll be another time. This ministry time is for you. It's application. It's just you, your own soul before God. God, what does it look like for the kingdom of God to come in my life? These guys are going to play nice music. You can stand, you can sit, whatever you want. I'll just uh, take a few minutes. Adam reminded us last week that we're a people of God's presence. God is with us. I spoke at the prayer conference last weekend and uh, I read a quote from a guy named Martin Laird. He says, God does not know how to be absent. God does not know how to be absent. So God is fully present with us right now, right here. So as he's with us, sometimes the question is, are we present to him? So take a minute and I'll be quiet. Just ask God this question. God, how are you inviting me to be present to you this week? God, how are you inviting me to be present to you this week? God that question, how do you want me to be present to you? Um, Listen, what comes to your mind? Maybe it's worship. Maybe it's walking. Maybe it's intercession. Maybe it's tears. Maybe it's silence, solitude. Maybe it's sleep. God is the rule and the reign of Jesus. Jesus tells us, pray, your kingdom come. So would you 
ask the Lord, God, is there any area of my life that's not currently bowing to Jesus the King to rule and to reign? Any area of my life where the kingdom of God is not fully present, Jesus is not ruling and reigning, God, what would you want to say to me about that area of my life? Finally, the kingdom of God, the rule and the reign of Jesus, it grows and it moves and it comes through his people, and that's us. The kingdom comes in me, it comes through me, it comes in you, it comes through you. So God, is there a person in my life? Is there a friend? Is there a coworker? Someone in my family, someone I interact with, who I can pray for in person this week? God, would you give me those six words at some point this week? Can I pray for you now? Just ask the Lord, who might that be? And ask him to give you ears to hear and eyes to see. Hi, um, this was a more experimental piece of art for me than usual. Um, when I was asked to do art for this, I didn't feel, I didn't get an idea for like a, just a just a plain painting like I would normally do. I wanted to build it literally on a foundation of evidence that Vineyard is a people of prayer. So there's um, just misprints from the, the prayer walk booklets that are out there. Um, prayer conference papers, the five-step prayer model, other evidence that Vineyard is right now a people of prayer behind like a white, um, a white layer. And then if you've 
been here for any of the last few advents, you might remember putting prayer strips, like putting your prayers on thing, on strips of paper, putting them in jars that were then prayed for um, by prayer teams here. So I used some of those old prayer strips to literally build up the church on there because the church is built on prayer. We're a people of prayer. So um, that's how my literal brain decided to to do this, um, and you can see more of the details afterwards. God, thank you for this time in your presence. I just ask as um, you've invited your people to pray, that you would confirm your words to them, to us. Let us hear, and not just hear, but obey. We ask God for your blessing of peace upon us as a people. Send us now into the world as people of prayer, not just doing it, but being it. Breathing, living and moving and having our being in you. I could ask the prayer team to come forward, just uh, stand up in front. If you'd like prayer for something specifically, I think we have one specific word for prayer, but if the prayer team could come up and then anyone who wants prayer come up, I'll let Nick give that word and then we can be released in and with the presence of God. Amen. So I don't think it's coincidence that our vineyard was founded on a uh, prayer for healing for Purple Tunnel. Uh, And Randy preached on that this morning. Uh, This morning I feel like I heard the Lord that there was an invitation to be healed from arthritis. So if there's anyone that uh, is experiencing arthritic pain and would like prayer, please come see me for prayer and let's, uh, let's get that prayed for.